Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Time for what? Time for what? Experience in college. Time for reinforcement. Time for liftoff! Where nothing is impossible unless you think it is impossible. College. My college scholarship. Yes. College ran by real fast. You hung in with the best college. First time for everything. Well, what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Let's do this thing. Genius. Let's do this thing. My name is Ashley Withers, and I'm a college counselor at St. Ignatius. And I am here with my wonderful colleague, Stephanie Wong, who is also a college counselor. Today, we have a wonderful guest who is going to share with us a lot of wonderful, wonderful information about something that could be a very, very stressful, the financial aid um, process or the college affordability. Again, thank you so much for joining us. For now, I'm going to pass it on to my wonderful colleague, Stephanie Wong, and she is going to introduce our wonderful guest. Thank you, Ashley. Once again, thank you so much for spending your night with us uh, or part of your evening with us and learning about financial, the financial investment in your child's or children's future. Like Ashley said, this is probably one of the more stressful and confusing elements of the college admissions process. For many families, it's just figuring out how to pay for it. College is expensive. We are here with Dino, our wonderful guest speaker, is here to point you in the right direction. Where you're going to learn some terms um, related to financial aid, the process of applying, how to consider affordability, all good stuff. Um, we are so blessed to have the wonderful, funny, and knowledgeable Dino. He is the director of financial aid at Dartmouth College in New Hampshire. Um, so thank you, Dino, for working late, um, staying up late with us, um, and being with our community. Um, I hope you know how much we value you and appreciate you. He has decades of experience in financial aid at various institutions. He is all about and committed to providing financial aid information to make it possible for students to attend college. So thank you, Dino. I am going to pass the mic to you. Awesome. I'm very excited to spend this, uh, be able to spend a little time with you this evening. I wish it was in person, but uh, the changes that are coming at us in the financial aid world and and some topics that uh, the college counselor, college counselors asked uh, me to touch base on. And then uh, there were some questions that came in uh, ahead of time that they've been hearing a lot of that I uh, that I put at the end of this presentation that I will uh, try to answer. And then please, throughout this presentation, feel free to use uh, the, are we using the chat or Q&A, uh, uh, Ashley? Um, the Q&A. So please feel free to ask questions um, throughout the presentation. Stephanie and I will be chatting away if there's any specific questions for Dino um, or if there's a question that we may get stumped on and we want Dino to speak on regarding the financial aid process, we will pass that on to him. Awesome. Thank you so much. So here we go. Uh, throughout this presentation, there's also some pictures. This is not what campus looks like today. Uh, I think we ended up with eight inches of snow uh, last night. Uh, and so which is really exciting because we haven't had too much snow. So uh, this is not uh, a perfect live picture, but still a good one. So here we go. Uh, well, this is not a live one either, and this is me. So to start, though, I was I, I put some terms in that I that I wanted to start talking about, and and these are important because um, as you start looking at schools, and I understand we have ninth through eleventh graders, there are different terms uh, that you want to be uh, uh, that you want to know about. 
So specifically, I want to talk about need blind versus need aware. And I used to not talk about this, but I've added this into different discussions because uh, everybody gets nervous about uh, finances and how, you know, can it impact uh, the admissions process? And I think this demystifies it a little bit. So need blind admissions is essentially uh, the applicant's ability to pay, as you can see here, uh, will not impact uh, the admissions decisions. So that means that uh, you're applying for uh, college, whether you apply for aid or not, whether you're uh, a low-income student and it's going to uh, be a very large scholarship. If it's a need-blind school, there's a separation between financial aid and a separation between admissions, and data isn't shared, and you know that if, uh, your, your application is being looked at at the merits of the application. That's need-blind. Need-aware is the opposite, and need-aware is where uh, admissions can be doing an applicant review. They can uh, say to the financial aid office, here are all the people we want, and uh, and financial aid does a workup on everybody that has applied for financial aid, and then they give it back to admissions. And uh, if their uh, if, if their budget is ten million dollars, for example, and it costs thirteen million dollars, then admissions has to make some decisions to get down to budget. Budget. That's a perfect example of need aware, where. Uh, a school can look at your finances to make a decision. Can we afford the class that we want? Can we afford a student? And uh, so that that's the big difference. And why do I highlight this so early in a presentation? Because um, it's so important if you need financial aid, uh, it's important for you to apply for financial aid and not worry about um, if I apply for financial aid, do I have less of a chance to get in? Well, at a need blind school, it's absolutely not going to matter. At a need aware school, it could matter. It still may not matter, but it could. But there's always a problem if, uh, if you get into a school and then you, then you say, okay, I'm going to apply for aid now, but you can't afford it. And a school says we've given out all of our money. So I always say, if you're going to apply for financial aid, if you're going to need it, make sure that you apply for it uh, through and know the rules of the process. That's need blind versus need aware. Okay, next one I want to highlight for you is institutional methodology versus federal methodology. And... Um, Specifically, this is going to be important as we get into the um, the your, the changes coming at uh, at students and families for the 24-25 year. Institutional methodology is a formula developed by financial aid professionals in schools in consultation, as you can see, with economists to measure a family's ability to pay for college. A, uh, many uh, schools that are selective colleges with um, that give out large amounts of need-based financial aid will use institutional methodology. So we will use our own methodology to assess a family's need. Another uh, way to look at need is the federal methodology. And you can see here, it's the, it's the federal formula. The government has determined it. And you may have heard the, the, the term expected family contribution. And uh, that is the EFC. And that has been uh, used and, and, and people uh, have recognized what that is. It's a little confusing, but uh, because it's expected family contribution, but sometimes it comes out with a number that, uh, that, that families can't pay. So uh, there's some changes coming at us that we'll be able to talk about. But these are two different uh, terminologies. And again, why am I highlighting this? I'm highlighting it because we're seeing we're in the middle of one of the biggest changes in federal aid that we have seen uh, in decades. And if uh, I know this is ninth through 11th graders, but if we have uh, ninth through 11th graders with uh, who have a brother and, uh, or sister who might be in college already, or maybe they're a senior in college, uh, the FAFSA for 23-24, what, what students are filling out now for next year, that is going to change rather significantly. And so 24-25, which I've been asked to highlight a little bit more of, is, um, is going to be a different uh, a reduced form with a different formula. 
And so trying to speak about this, and as I said, this is one of the, uh, this has been a, a huge change coming at us. And we still, uh, don't have all the answers for everything. We don't have the full implementation, but, uh, so there's always a little patience with this, but, uh, more and more, uh, we'll keep reading about the changes coming for 24, 25. All right. So why are we speaking about all this? And we're speaking about all this because uh, I highlight so uh, I highlight uh, a Dartmouth, of course, because obviously this is where I work. But we are speaking about financial aid because for some people this will be a huge, uh, important step to being able to uh, afford college. And so we're speaking about it because at Dartmouth we're giving out 136, over 136 million this year. Our average scholarship is 67,000. We'll have people at 5,000, 10,000. We'll have people at 75 and 80,000. Um, we're a hundred percent need-based aid. And we're going to come back and talk about that later, but we're giving out money based on, uh, financial numbers. And that's important because that'll be part of your homework, figuring out who is giving out need-based aid based on family finances or who's maybe giving it out on merit. And merit aid is uh, based on a talent and that talent could be academic. So you may have great GPA. If you took standardized test scores, could be uh, that you have a really strong ACT or SAT. Could be that you're an amazing tuba player. That's a talent. Uh, some schools may give uh, uh, an award based on uh, musical talent or theater. Um, so, so we're going to get into that at uh, the Ivy League schools and uh, and other uh, selective privates, sort of the Ivy Plus. Uh, we're all a hundred percent need based. Um, so we also have some different uh, criteria that uh, offer some guarantees. So, for example, if a family is making less than one hundred and twenty-five thousand, we will cover all of uh, tuition with a scholarship. Doesn't mean that if you make more than one hundred and twenty-five thousand, doesn't mean you're not eligible for aid. It's just this is a tuition guarantee. And more important, most importantly, is there's no income cutoffs. And uh, we will talk about that in a little bit. So I, I highlight this just so you can see this is one school. We're a small school. Uh, we have, I think, a wonderful aid program and we're giving out $136 million. And so that's why financial aid uh, and the process uh, is going to be uh, important. But coming at you as ninth, 10th and 11th graders is this thing called the FAFSA Simplification Act. And the FAFSA Simplification Act, uh, it's really, I said, this is a big change coming at us. And it's a significant overhaul, as you can see here, uh, including how you uh, fill out a FAFSA, a free application for federal student aid. But it's also changing the needs analysis. And it's also giving more transparency for students and uh, requirements for us as, uh, as, as, as the school. Uh, there are more disclosures that are coming out. Uh, and so hopefully that will be, uh, easier for, uh, the families when they're looking at schools or they're, they're at, in a school, finding out what the actual costs are. What's the direct bill? Meaning what do you have to pay the school? Or what's the indirect bill? So for example, books. You may not pay the school for books. You may pay a bookstore, uh, for the books. So what is the actual cost or the estimated cost for that? And so that's some of the transparency rules that are coming out that, uh, schools need to do a better job of, of making sure. So for us, all of our costs are online, uh, but not every school has every cost, uh, on their website. And this rule will enforce that, which is great. Uh, more transparency is always good. So, uh, with this uh, FAFSA simplification, what is this all about? So it replaces the EFC. So if you've gone to school recently, whether uh, uh, it's uh, or you have a son or daughter who's in college right now, you filled out a FAFSA in the last, I don't even know, 20 years, 25 years, uh, you have gotten a number back after you filled out the FAFSA, and that's the EFC, the expected family contribution. Well, in 2425, it's changing. It's now going to be called a student aid index. 
And uh, that student aid index is going to be a number that's basically going to tell the school what you may qualify for um, for federal aid. So um, we're going to uh, come back to that because I want to explain how the student aid index is different. Uh, and um, But I want to also talk about the goal of the FAFSA simplification is to expand access to federal student aid. It is to give more uh, income uh, to, uh, excuse me, more grants uh, to low-income students, and it's changed the formula up, and the government is saying uh, that they, more people will qualify with the new rules uh, that are coming out. Also, it's uh, streamlining the FAFSA form. The FAFSA used to be 108 applications, excuse me, 108 questions. And so you would be filling out a FAFSA. It actually used to be a lot bigger and they've been condensing it over time. Used to be 108 questions or it is 108 questions right now. And it's going down uh, to, and I wrote it down here somewhere, 36 questions. So it is, it's gonna be streamlined. there's going to be dialogue essentially electronically. You will be applying for aid and they're going to use tax numbers from the IRS. And currently you can uh, request to do that and they're going to be manda- different mandates where if uh, they'll be taking uh, numbers from the IRS and filling out this application. So the goal is to streamline it, make it easier, less of a barrier for families because we do see people um, uh, across the country um who are applying for financial aid and who start the form and sometimes don't finish it. And so hopefully this will make it easier, being shorter and uh, essentially a smart form. And uh, hopefully that will help. So uh, that's the FAFSA Simplification Act. But the Student Aid Index, uh, you can see here, it's replacing the EFC. The re, uh, this is basically the new formula. Uh, the government says will identify applicants with the greatest need. So I said earlier that students, um, uh, that the goal is to expand this uh, with the, the federal aid with um, and, and changing the formula up. And we're going to talk about how do you see what the formula is and uh, how can you tell, would I qualify for a federal grant? Uh, and we can talk about ways that you'll be able to see that. Okay, so uh, I talked about the student aid index and um, and now I, I want to talk about um, not ruling out co- colleges. And for example, what do I mean by that? So the sticker price is scary. We all understand that. And for example, at, at Dartmouth, a tuition uh, is going to tuition room board. So room and food. So housing, food, fees, uh, books, miscellaneous transportation is going to be around $80,000. That's a really scary number. 48% of our students are on financial aid. And as I said earlier, the average scholarship is $67,000 plus. So If you just look at the sticker price, you may say, oh my gosh, we can't touch this. And for some people, they may be able to afford, obviously at our college, 52% can afford it and 48 uh, are getting uh, free money, money that doesn't have to be repaid uh, to help pay for the uh, their education. But how do you know? So when I say don't rule it out, so what do you do? And so uh, one of the requirements is a net price calculator. And the net price calculator is actually going to, uh, after it's being filled out, you can actually find out how much um, the, the net price, the out-of-pocket price for you is going to be. And so we have need-blind admissions. I explained what that was earlier. We have need-based financial aid. So remember, I'm going to show you where to go to do this and to see, okay, at Dartmouth, I can put these numbers in. It's not going to ask about your SAT or ACT. It's not going to ask about your class rank if you had class rank. It's not going to ask about your GPA or what courses you took. It's going to ask about family financial numbers. There's two ways to to check out this calculator. And I'm highlighting uh, the calculator because a net price calculator, every school that receives federal funds, grants, uh, federal grants, a Pell Grant, uh, federal work study, a loan, a federal loan. If, If any school receives that, we're supposed to have a net price calculator for you to go on our website, fill in your numbers and be able to say, okay, this is what it's going to cost me. So 
I say that because uh, we have uh, one that's five minutes. It literally takes, well, not even five, three minutes and 27 seconds. It's my intuition. This is uh, a college cost uh, estimator. It's just an estimate. So it's within a $5,000 range. This will be, a, you'll be able to fill this out uh, really quickly. You can see it's in English. It's also in Spanish. Uh, this is on our website. I think we were the third school to go on it. And I want to say there are now over 110 schools or 100. I don't remember the exact number that have my intuition uh, calculators. So this is, but I, I want to highlight, this is three minutes and 27 seconds. It's quick. And it's, it's just an estimate with a broad range. We also have a net price calculator on our website, and that's what it's called, net price calculator. And that's going to take you about 20 minutes to fill out. And um, when you fill this out, you're going to want your taxes in front of you, and, um, and you're going to want to fill this out, and it's going to say, take from line seven of your taxes. If you're on a 1040, take line seven, take that number and put it here. And we'll say line 14, take that number and put it here. So you're filling this out and uh, you're, once you calculate it, it will say, this is your uh, award. And so then you, at least you know, not just from Dartmouth, but any of these schools that you may be looking at. Public schools in the Cal system, the UC system, the Cal State system, private schools in California, private schools in wherever texas illinois uh public schools in texas and illinois like wherever you're looking um not and just highlighting dartmouth but uh anywhere if we accept federal aid we should have a calculator and uh that's going to be really important that you can check out now someone will maybe say okay i want to go do this you talked about different formula changes the formulas currently are being mandated change on the federal side. Institutional side is not being, may not be changed. And so uh, every school gets to make their own decision. So um, a federal uh, a calculator may not be set yet for the 24-25 school year when the changes are coming. Why? Because many schools are still rec recruiting currently their 23-24 class, which is next year. So seniors now are still on these websites filling, this, uh, filling out calculators. But I still, part of your homework will be to check out these calculators just to start getting a feel about it. And then later in the spring, we will get updates. We're hearing that uh, this is one of the uh, big projects that Department of Education is working on is to be able to get out uh, calculators, formulas, so that we can try to give accurate estimates to, to all. The Dartmouth calculator, we're comfortable with our net price calculator because it's our formula. And uh, we feel it's going to be accurate. And many schools with institutional methodology may feel the same thing. Schools that are only using federal methodology, there may be, there will be some changes. So uh, it's, it's making, asking the schools uh, when their calculator is going to be updated. Okay, uh, I'm going to move on because that's going to be part of your homework. Um, all right, so... Uh, you have your homework of the net price calculator. I just want to really quickly talk about factors of need-based aid. Since I said to you what um, the aid, uh, merit-based aid might be looking at, you know, your tuba playing, your soccer playing, your SAT, your GPA. Need-based aid, I keep saying, is looking at financial numbers and you'll see income, taxed and untaxed. I highlight that because untaxed aid is... Um, uh, if you have a 401k and you're having 10% of your income uh, uh, going to a 401k, that's still considered income and uh, in the current year and it's untaxed. So you want to make sure you look at both of that. But income taxes paid, assets, savings, investments, property, family size on the institutional methodology. Uh, currently, we still look at, uh, well, so family size is fine, number in college. We still look at, so if a student, if, if there's a, uh, a senior uh, in high school uh, in your family who's going to be uh, college first year next year, and then the year after you're going to have another first year, you'll have two in college. At many uh, schools with institutional methodology, we do recognize two in college. 
one big change of the federal formula is the formula is only is not going to recognize number in college. Um, and one thing that I highlight here, retirement funds are not included. So even though I talked about the 401k, if you're putting money in this year, that would be included in your income. But if you had $500,000 in a 401k or a 403b, that is not included as an asset in the formula. And one other thing that is very important for uh, families uh, in uh, San Francisco is the cost of living. So we do have that in institutional methodology. We do look at cost because uh, I am always amazed how expensive things are when I'm uh, in California, when I'm in Los Angeles, wherever I am, uh, Washington, D.C. Uh, things are just more expensive. So we in New York City, uh, the cost of living is part of our institutional methodology uh, formula. Okay, couple more uh, questions that uh, we get a fair amount. My parents are divorced, how does that impact aid? So everybody can handle this differently. On the federal level, it's the student who is, uh, excuse me, the custodial parent, where the student is, uh, um, you know, who is the student getting, um, uh, the most support from, and uh, it's only looking at one uh, one parent many times, and that's why you'll need to check out your uh, the school you're looking the schools you're looking at, or what are the requirements if my parents aren't together. Uh, and so, um, with that being said, um, the custodial parent for twenty four twenty five, it's the parent that provides the most support. So the, the, if, if uh, I am paying child support, if I'm giving a large check, but the child doesn't live with me. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Though I would still fill out the FAFSA, it would be my responsibility. And that's new for 24, uh, 25. And so that's the FAFSA. On the institutional side, institutional methodology, both parents uh, are filling out uh, documents. One is uh, on the CSS profile. Uh, one is custodial parent A, and the other is a custodial parent, or excuse me, is parent B. So parent A and parent B, two totally separate databases money the the answers the numbers aren't shared with either parent uh other than what they submit to them and they can always see what they submit but we don't show what the other parent can uh submitted but um uh at dartmouth and many need-based schools many of the very selective need-based schools are looking at both uh uh both parents and uh, so that's important to check out the process so we talk about what is uh, changing, right? So student aid index is a new term we're going to learn about. And um, other changes are that the FAFSA is being simplified. So remember 108 to 36 questions. Um, do the formula is changing. We're not going to be looking on the federal side for the number of uh, students in college. But 
But what isn't changing? And what isn't changing is on the Cal side. And this was prepared for me by the experts, which is great at St. Ignatius, because we don't get much into the Cal grant system. Uh, but you can see here, and we are going to email, I'm understanding that this will be emailed out, so you will have this uh, with you. But the Cal grant uh, A and B, um, you can see the GPAs and uh, the incomes. So uh, really, uh, it's great that uh, this part isn't changing so that you can see it. We also, uh, uh, I can tell you at Dartmouth, we have many dreamers uh, and undocumented students. Um, and so for California, you have the DREAM Act. And um, again, if you are uh, undocumented or a dreamer, this is, you'll want to look at the schools uh, that you're applying to to see what is the process at Dartmouth we're not asking anybody to do a dream act uh, uh, form or FAFSA but we do have the profile uh, for students and uh, undocumented and uh, dreamers still can qualify for the same uh, uh, amount of aid it's just the, uh, at Dartmouth the difference is it's funded by the college because the federal government currently uh, isn't uh, allowing federal aid so that's the dreamers and then uh, uh, the great college counselors also uh, put in the different amounts that are out there for this current year uh, for the Cal grant A and B so um, one other topic that if you're an international student, maybe uh, it's worth taking a look. Not a U.S. citizen. I talk about dreamers um, so uh, or undocumented. Dartmouth and many, many selective schools are meeting 100 percent of demonstrated need of all admitted applicants. So um, for us, it's if you get in and you uh, no matter your background, if you're uh, an international student and you're coming from abroad, if you're an undocumented student, if you're a domestic student, as long as you get in, we will fund at 100 percent of your demonstrated need. And uh, that means you fill out the forms and we will provide enough financial aid. Uh, to cover your need. Now, you might say that your need is more than what we think when we do the uh, uh, numbers. But um, so, for example, uh, I just talked to a family that was very high income and they had uh, $70,000 in credit card debt and they wanted us to include that in the formula. We're not going to include it. Their definition of need was different uh, in that sense. Um, but we, we don't include credit card debt in the formula, uh, for example. So, uh, But that's a big statement, 100% of demonstrated need, because families, uh, schools, excuse me, that do that um, tend to give out the most money. So um, as you're looking at schools, mostly selective uh, schools are doing that. Okay, life happens. And what I mean by this, this is really important. So for the class of 2027, we're using 2021 taxes. So these are the people who are getting in right now through early decision, through regular decision, all across the country. Uh, we're using 2027 uh, taxes. Uh, excuse me, 2021 taxes for the class of 2027. They're graduating in 2027. So the class of 2028, which we're going to be recruiting next year. So uh, that's you if you're sitting here listening and you're a junior. We're going to use your 2022 taxes. Why this is so important is if we're going to use your 2022 taxes, you're going to have those done, hopefully, knock on wood, in the next uh, three months. And by having them set in the next three months, uh, that will be, um, that will be, you can go on the calculators with your 2022 taxes when they're fully updated and you're going to be able to get, okay, here's my estimate of net price. But sometimes, and we really, a, a big example of this is COVID. We have seen in 2020 and 2021, uh, we are seeing families that were really impacted by COVID and whether it was job loss, whether it was death, whether it was health issues, whether it was furloughs uh, and, and, and other reasons where the taxes aren't accurate as, as much anymore. And so I say that because you need to tell us, you have to fill out the forms correctly. So if you were doing a FAFSA this year and you're, um, 
and and the your taxes said you made 110,000 you have to put 110,000 but you also need to talk to us and on our forms there's many different places that you can give us uh, unique circumstances like what's going on of course you can also just write us an email or a letter you can pick up the phone we'll probably ask you to write us a letter anyways uh, but we can talk you through it and all schools are like that it's not just Dartmouth where if there is a unique circumstance there's extra people in your household that aren't showing up on your taxes. Um, Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com Wondersuite. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. There are medical uh, issues. Um, you know, we just need to get an accurate picture of your finances, but you do have to fill it out accurately up front and then you need to uh, contact the schools. And if you're applying to 10 different schools, you're going to want to contact all 10 schools uh, and say, this is what's going on for us and uh, give them documentation of the, the unique circumstances. So I put that in there and it's really been more and more the last couple of years, uh, the impact of COVID and what what we've seen. So uh, that's, um, that's really important. Okay. Um, the great people in the college counseling office have given uh, uh, some questions to get us started in terms of um, uh, some really, really good questions. And I've put them just on a couple slides and, uh, and it says, as you can see here, is the net price calculator accurate now? And so I'm just going to go through these questions really uh, fairly quickly. And if you have more questions, uh, you're putting them in the Q&A, hopefully. Uh, Ashley, Stephanie uh, are moderating and also will break in and I can uh, help also. So uh, is the net price calculator accurate? The net price, the net price calculator, there's two things about it. One, the school programs it correctly. Two, the applicant or the family who's looking at the school answers the questions accurately. And what do I mean by that? So for us, we're going through, we set our net price calculator up. Uh, each year we put in new costs. We actually go through it and verify that, okay, that I, we're typing in the numbers. This is the answer that we get. This is the scholarship for the family. This is what it's going to cost. So uh, I'm fairly confident that our net price calculator uh, is correct on that side. Where families sometimes uh, are, are, if there's any questions, they should call the schools they're looking at because uh, sometimes typing in or assuming different uh, items, um, you want to make sure your all your inputs are, are correct. So uh, that's going to be really important. Um, but when we say are they accurate now, they're not going to be accurate for 20, uh, 24, 25. Because as I said, we're still recruiting the 23, 24. Later in the spring, in the summer, they'll transfer to 24, 25. Um, schools, uh, uh, need-based schools that meet 100% of demonstrated need, uh, they're going to be set because 
uh, for us, it's, we meet that demonstrated need, whether it's federal aid, institutional aid, uh, private aid, it doesn't matter. We still will meet your demonstrated need. Schools that are federal methodology only will need the formula from the Department of Ed before they can update their calculator. So it's something that we need to get through this recruiting cycle, and then schools will flip the switch and be able to say, okay, 24, 25 families, if you're a junior, um, our calculator is going to be correct. Uh, so uh, you just need to wait just a little bit. You see the next question, are CSS profile member schools more predictable for aid now? Uh, again, you know, for, for, for schools that um, you're going to be not understanding exactly what this question is, but the profile is going to be much more in depth than the FAFSA. And so it always has been. And uh, the FAFSA, as we said, is going to have 36 questions. It's only going to look at one parent if the parents aren't together, where the profile is that's going to look for both parents. Um, again, I would use the calculator uh, to be able to predict uh, the aid that you're going to get and uh, and the net price. Um, but the profile does go more in depth. You're going to need the taxes uh, and it, it, it's going to take you uh, a little bit more time than the FAFSA uh, to fill out. Next question is, what is the difference for want versus need? It's such a good question. And that's where I was using my example of somebody uh, who I was working with who had significant credit card debt. They wanted more aid, but their demonstrated need was less. And so we can only give out what demonstrated need is. Uh, most families will want more. And that's a really important thing is what happens if you say, I, I think we need 15000 and you only qualify for $10,000 a year in an example. Uh, first of all, it's working with the schools to see, are there any other uh, rocks that we can uh, turn? Is there something different financially? Did we miss something? Did you fill out something incorrectly? So sometimes people put their retirement account in their investments. We don't want that, right? So uh, we want to take that out because that's not included. But it's go making sure sometimes if you're like, oh, we just, this is tight. Uh, we need to go through this. We'll walk through and talk about how we uh, came up with this number. What's coming from income? What's coming from assets? Uh, and try to, try to um, see, did we miss something? And so, uh, but the want versus the need, um, sometimes they don't line up. And I know there's another question in here uh, about that that we'll get to. Um, so more questions. How do I find out who offers merit and who doesn't? First of all, looking at a... a um, doing a Google search, but every website will show, uh, you know, what scholarships are, are available, or they'll say we're 100% need-based. Some schools are merit-based only. Some are need-based, like us, only. And there are uh, also schools in the middle that do both. The admissions will give you a merit award, and then you can still be applying for financial aid and get a need-based award. And so how do you find out? Unfortunately, I mean, there are lists out there when you Google, but things can change and it's looking directly on websites uh, to find out uh, what what is everything based on. Is there a certain amount of income or asset that does not give any aid? Everything is a formula. And so I like to say if aid is important to you and you're applying to a need-based school, but uh, uh, and you're worried I make too much, I, it's not going to be worth it. It can't hurt the first year applying for aid. If that's if it's something that you're like, I, you know, I, I think it's worth checking out, feel free. I mean, we it, again, it's a formula. And so it's really impact on what your put, what your situation is. Remember, the federal government is changing uh, in 24, 25 about the number of students in your family in college, the number of kids in your family in college. So if you have two, the federal formula currently is is acknowledging the two and um giving an allowance and lowering your EFC, that estimated family contribution. That's going away in, two, uh, in 24, 25, but institutional methodology schools, it may not be going away for that school you're looking at. So 
that family that's making uh, uh, a certain amount of money might say it's not worth it. It's it's worth it the first time to, to the first year. If you say I'm making 1.8 million, probably not. Uh, and if you win Powerball and make uh, and win 1.8 billion, feel free to donate some to Dartmouth, and we'll put your name on a building. Uh, so, uh, and then you're probably not going to qualify for financial aid, but. Okay, what are the max limits of loans for a student and parent? Uh, that's a really good question. So first-year students who uh, are coming from high school, essentially, or, or just their first year, they don't have to be coming from high school. They can be coming from uh, working or uh, uh, different scenarios. 5500 is the maximum federal loan they can take. And some of that can be subsidized, which means the government's picking up the interest while they're in school. Some of it can be unsubsidized, depending again on your um, on on the formula and the family finances. Unsubsidized means uh, interest is accruing. You don't have to make payments, but interest is accruing while you're in school. And uh, so that's the max, fifty-five hundred for students. It goes up to sixty-five hundred, seventy-five hundred uh, by your fourth year is the maximum you can take. And then when I say that, it's the maximum federal loan on a student signature. You can still get a private loan from a bank, uh, but but uh, the, the the loan limits for the uh, federal loans are um, fifty-five hundred your first year. A parent currently could uh, can get more than that. So uh, there's a term called the cost of attendance. And the cost of attendance is every educational expense that you have that uh, allows, well, that a student has that allows the student to go to college. So it's tuition, fees, room, uh, so housing, food, books, miscellaneous items. Someone's buying shampoo for a student now. We want that student to have shampoo uh, in college. So miscellaneous personal items, uh, things like that, transportation, all of that is the cost of attendance. And so for easy math, if a school costs $50,000, you have a $10,000 scholarship. Uh, we can take 50000 and subtract the ten. Now you have $40,000 uh, of need. We then can uh, subtract the student loan of 5,500. Uh, so that uh, goes down to 34,500. That is, in this example, the maximum the parent could take out. So if the parent says, I'm, I, I don't want to pay out of savings, out of my, uh, a payment plan, out of my current salary, I just want a loan from the federal government, you can take a, a parent plus loan. That's the cost of attendance minus aid. And what is left is what you could take out in a loan. How does the campus deal with blended families and does it differ from campus to campus? It, it actually does differ uh, from uh, campus to campus, how, how everybody uh, is looking at a blended family. One thing I'll say is if we have parents that um, uh, had a child and they're, they're uh, let's, oh, in this example, let's say they're divorced and both sides get remarried. Um, you may be filling out forms and, and uh, remember parent A could be custodial, parent B is non-custodial, and both being uh, remarried, we're not going to look at four, uh, four sets of income if, if all four are working. What we would do is we would collect the information and break out uh, uh, parent A and parent B. Um, so, uh, but Again, every school can be different how it handles it. Will the Simplification Act above impact this? Again, filling out the FAFSA, it's only going to be looking uh, at one parent if a family, um, uh, but if they're, if a family is remarried, it would look uh, at both and you'll be filling that out. And many, there'll be so much uh, more instruction that's coming out and guidance on, uh, on handling that on the federal side. This next one's a really good question. Uh, and if I have a private company with less than 100 employees, does the FAFSA change for me? So uh, currently, if you have a business that you own and you have less than 100 employees, you don't have to include your business uh, on the FAFSA. In 24-25, that's going to change. And uh, you'll be including your business if you own a business on the FAFSA, the free application for federal student aid. The CSS profile, the form that goes a little bit more in depth that's used for uh, by most schools, uh, selective schools for need-based aid, that 
has always looked at business value. Uh, but now the government is changing their rules. So um, that's uh, something to look at. And I think I have one more question, uh, slide of questions here. Uh, is my intuition site more accurate than the net price calculator? Uh, these are all really good questions, Ashley and Stephanie, and uh, this is awesome. Uh, the my intuition is not more accurate because it is a broader estimate, and that's why it only takes three minutes and 27 seconds to fill out. Net price calculator with your taxes in front of you, as I've been saying, takes uh, um, uh, takes more uh, takes more time to fill out, but is definitely more accurate if done correctly. Uh, how does 529 plans work if my child is a beneficiary? Uh, really good question. We like 529s uh, because uh, they're there for you to pay for the college. And a couple ways you can work with your 529 provider. Uh, and they can pay the college directly. You can work with them on how to do it. They can also pay you if you're getting reimbursed, meaning you paid the college and they're paying you back. You have to keep some good records showing that your kid's in college and that qualifies uh, qualified expenses, but it's really easy to do, and uh, 529 plans are awesome. Uh, what is too much to pay for college for a family? This is a really good uh, question, and I think it's timely with the cost of higher ed also, um, is outcomes. I always talk about outcomes need to be looked at. You know, are students getting jobs? And uh, and there, I, there is, it's a tough question. It's a good question, but it's a tough one because uh, answering what is too much, everybody is going to be in a different scenario. But somebody with a large income who hasn't saved and isn't in good financial health. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors, and add blocks. No custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise, and with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. That's Bluehost.com slash Wondersuite. Paying uh, might be in a different scenario where they they really can afford only a little amount compared to somebody else with a lower income, but they've been saving for a little bit uh, or they qualify for more aid. So, uh, but this is something is to look at outcomes. Are you comfortable uh, with the outcomes of the college? How many people are getting jobs? Where are they getting jobs? Are they going to getting into graduate schools? Uh, if that's something that's really important. Um, and that's having a conversation with the admissions office, having it with the financial aid office, like, okay, we're spending $30,000. Um, you know, what talking to the, it's actually also uh, what used to be called career services when I was in college is now uh, at many schools, the, like for example, the center for professional development, talking to the, the, on the career side, you know, what, what is available and making sure that you're comfortable. Our college prices, uh, our college prices will continue to rise up. So our college price is going to keep rising. I think um, this has been in the media a lot, and I think it's something that is continuing to be under a microscope college cost. But I will say this, when we're in an inflationary environment of 8% um, or more, it's, it's, it's something that we have to look at and expect is going to go up across the country because people who are working at colleges like raises, energy costs are higher, uh, health insurance costs are higher, and there's not many ways to pay for that other than uh, through tuition. And uh, so I, I always say a 2 to 4% in, uh, percent increase is what I would think about uh, each year. Uh, and um, 
I can tell you for both my daughters, uh, the last uh, couple of years, I've always thought, okay, two to 4%. If we can stay in that, uh, this is a good thing. So uh, I would also think about that. What are ways to reduce college costs? Another wonderful question. And um, I think there are, uh, this is a team approach. And the, uh, the approach can be from the student has to be part of it, the family, the school. And uh, when, when I say that, I talk about, um, you know, students ha- can get jobs on campus. And I think that's really important. One, it builds the resume. But two, uh, it's important when we say reducing the cost and cost for family also, the bank of mom and dad may be uh, ho- hopefully um, for that 2 a.m. pizza in college. Uh, the, the bank of mom and dad hopefully don't have to pay for that. Hopefully that's coming from work or, you know, the, the summer before college. Can we can we come up with a certain amount of money to say, okay, this is going to be books. The student is working or comes in with savings and co- goes to college with X amount, whether it's a thousand, three thousand, five thousand. And out of that five thousand, books are paid for, or maybe some of the non uh, direct costs that aren't billed and looking for different ways. Um, uh, to take a look at uh, cutting costs. Um, I think colleges are really trying to come up with different ways. I know that our faculty are working really hard on keeping our book uh, uh, prices uh, lower. Like what, where can we get um, access to, to free resources or the library or uh, so, so I just say that um, um, it's tough to cut college costs, but I think there are ways. And, and like I said, a student having to come up with a certain amount before going to college uh, and then saying, okay, 3000, this is on books are on you. And uh, the bank of mom and dad is closed for that 2 a.m. pizza and then working and saving. And it's a great um, uh, for students. It's it, again, not all jobs are non-academic. We, at least at Dartmouth, we have many academic jobs, whether it's working with faculty, whether it's being a drill instructor for uh, uh, languages. Um, and that's special to unique to Dartmouth where you're helping people learn a foreign language. Um, but there are non-academic jobs and that could be working in the library at 10 o'clock at night and pulling out your own book. Uh, when uh, when it's really quiet, or or of course everybody knows and remembers of people if they've gone to college of working in the dining hall, uh, which I think are the highest paid jobs right now on campus. What do I do if I want? Okay, so this is a great question. If I do not want to sell my asset, but my child wants me uh, uh, to uh, wants me to add ed to a campus. Okay, so. Uh, as you can tell, I didn't write these questions, but uh, I, I think this is good. It's a little complicated, but basically you have a uh, $500,000 uh, building that you're renting, uh, that, that you're giving out and you're getting rent in and uh, you're putting this on the form. And remember, we can break everything down and say from income, we're expecting $12,000 from assets. We're expecting $10,000 and you're sitting there saying, we're not going to sell this building. What are our options? And um, and so this is, uh, I used a 500000 so a $1.5 million example, and now the college is expecting me to pay full price. Uh, so we can go through different options of where this is coming from. It is an asset, uh, for example, in this building. We couldn't overlook it but uh, because that wouldn't be uh, fair and equitable. But what I could say is there are different options out there for you. You know, it may be a student loan that is uh, the way to go, um, but at least you'll be able to see, and from the calculator, you'll be able to see ahead of time where this fits in. Okay, last piece. Uh, Stephanie, Ashley, how are we doing? I know we're, we wanted to keep it under four hours tonight, uh, and uh, I just want to show two or three things, and then if there are other questions, collegecost.ed.gov is the College Affordability and Transparency Center. Some great data on colleges. It's really worth taking a look at. As you can see here, this scorecard, you can compare schools. We've been asked to give data. Some's a little wonky. They're redoing it a little, but if you want to learn about retention rates, like a school that you're son or daughter is looking at, and the retention rate is 63%. What does that mean? That means 63% of the class, of the first year class, is coming back the second year. 
How does that make you feel? Well, for me, that would say I'm talking to admissions right now saying, where is 37% of the class going? Are they transferring? Are they failing out? Like what's going on? Or if a graduation rate in four years is uh, 67%. Okay. Why is that? Is that low? Is that high? Like depending a public school, that might be great. A private school, you might say that's a little bit low. So, uh, but you can hear about, see about campus security, our students defaulting on loans. Every school that, again, accepts federal money is filling this out. So you get a great way to look about schools uh, at schools. So finally, here's your homework. Net price calculators, that college navigator that I just showed you. Outside scholarships, I didn't spend too much time on, but in ninth, 10th, and 11th grade, that's uh, a little, 11th grade's worth starting to look. A Google search will get you 1.8 million billion different sites to look at, but start talking to people, people who graduated before you, uh, finding out where are outside scholarships. Here in New England, where I am, I live in Vermont, right over the river from New Hampshire, uh, the Boston Red Sox have a community service scholarship. Uh, it's awesome for each school. And so, okay, how do I, how do I apply for that? Like trying to find things out now when you have time to do the research is great. Look for schools that are merit or need-based. And then finally, deadlines, really important to take a look at deadlines. So here's the thing, Ashley and Stephanie, I have been looking at a camera for an hour and I think, I don't know if everybody's sleeping uh, on the other end, uh, but uh, I think I'm good. Thank you so much, Tino. This is such great information. And no, people are not sleeping. They're asking really great questions. And so there are a few questions um, that some families have for you. So I'm going to, um, Stephanie and I are going to piggyback and read some of these questions. Great. Um, the first one is, does FAFSA consider an existing parent plus loan for, for an older child currently a junior in college when determining the ECESAI for the next child starting college in 2024, 2025? So it, that is not, currently part of the formula, but it's something that you will want to bring up to the college. And it may not qualify in the federal formula, but a school could take that into, into account saying, okay, we have this, uh, these loans that uh, currently a junior year. So when we're determining it might be four years of a parent plus loan at this level, it's definitely something that should be put on a unique circumstance. Uh, may not be used, but it's part of the discussion. It won't be part of the federal formula. Great. Thank you, Dino. Um, the next two, I think, are more um, Dartmouth specific. So I'll kind of just ask them together. Um, Great. You said 100% tuition scholarship for families make uh, making 125K or less in income and assets. If anyone owns a home in the Bay Area, it's likely worth a lot, even if they bought it decades ago for much less. How is this factored in? Okay, so the tuition guarantee is 125000 or less in typical assets. And we say typical assets, and it's not defined because a family making $80,000, if they have $3.1 million in assets, that's not typical for 80000 And they still may qualify for aid, but they're not going to get the tuition guarantee. Our average scholarship at 125,000, our tuition is 59,000. Our average scholarship is 68,000. So, uh, at that income level, uh, not, yes, that income level is 68,000. Uh, so, uh, or, or at 125. So I use that as an example of, um, the assets don't panic. If you have a home, I have a sister in San Jose and, uh, let me just tell you, I am always blown away at uh, the value of, of homes. So I understand that, um, but um, the 100, 100% tuition, don't panic about it. Uh, panic about it if it's a $3.3 million home and your income is 120000 because uh, that isn't typical that we see. But again, this is a unique circumstance. You may say, we bought this home in 1997 and look what's happened or in 2005 and look what's happened. Um, you, there's plenty of spots to tell us your story. Uh, the Dartmouth quick calculator asked for home value and mortgage. So the, the quick calculator will ask for, it, it won't, it asks for retirement because we are getting people who are filling out investments and putting their retirement in. So we're trying to get people to, to, uh, to separate it. Uh, the FAFSA currently doesn't ask for home value, but the, 
uh, institutional methodology will look at home. So that's why you'll put in your home, you'll put in uh, the home value, and then you'll also put in the mortgage. And how does 529 play in the picture of chances to get merit scholarship uh, or any potential? parent plus loans. So, uh, so I, I get excited about 529s for, uh, as a parent. I had two 520, I have two 529s and uh, I get excited about it because it's a resource that's there for me. And uh, it is, uh, so you can have a 529, you can say, I'm going to take $20,000 out of a 529 this year. We owe 40, I'm going to take $20,000 out of the 529. Even if I have 50,000 in there, that's up to you to decide who you're spending it on and when you're spending it on. You will still be able to get a federal loan uh, from that. Uh, so a Parent PLUS loan currently is looking at adverse credit. It's not looking at your income. It's looking at uh, have you made your payments. If you're 90 days late on something, they're going to deny you and you're going to need to get that fixed. Uh, you're going to try to fix that or get a cosigner. Um, but they're not going to look at uh, uh, the value of a 529. On the merit side, uh, schools are going to be looking at what's uh, meritorious. Like, is it the SATs? Is it the GPA? I said the tuba playing, the soccer playing, you know, whatever it is. If you're a great singer and the school is giving it, that's great. They're not looking at the 529 uh, because it's based on merit. Wow, that was awesome. I haven't been up this late in a while, everybody. <laughs> yes, thank you so much, Dino. We really appreciate um, your time and just so much this great infor- informative information, especially with like new changes happening in the next few years. So thank you so much, Dino, for taking the time out of your busy day on the East Coast. So um, you are awesome. truly appreciated. And thank you, um, SI families, for joining us tonight. Thank awesome. You. Have a great evening, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for listening to SI Counseling Podcast, where we help our students strive to respond courageously to the opportunities and challenges of our time. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.